0: You are listening to the concierge and this is our japan special from tokyo on monocle radio coming up on today's program we answer your very own burning questions from onsen etiquette to beach tips for a kyoto lowdown with our in-house japanologists we travel to the ito peninsula to meet the surfers of shirahama beach
1: midnight is the sort of the hour kind of getting in the car at midnight there's no cars on the road so getting here super early and sort of having your first wave with the sunrise and then spend the day, have a nap, have another sort of surf and then then head back home.
0: And test the tatami at the glorious Shinmonzen Hotel in Kyoto's Gion district.
2: We are a hidden gem of Kyoto, so the exterior design of the hotel, actually Mr. Ando's inspiration is to really respect the community and then respect Kyoto. So therefore, when you see the exterior for the first time, you would have no idea that it's a
0: hotel. Plus, we round up some cultural gems and general Japanese intel that is all coming up on The Concierge in association with Allianz Partners. Thank you. Well, welcome to The Concierge on Monocle Radio, where today we are broadcasting from Ayama in Tokyo, and I'm Robert Bound. And we have with me Monocle's Asia editor, Fiona Wilson, and the writer and journalist, Chloe Potter, around the table. Lovely to have you both here.
3: It's lovely to be here, Rob. I say,
0: lovely to have you here, as if this (laughs) is my backyard when I'm in yours. So thank you for having me. Um, What is the general Tokyo vibe at the moment? We're coming into summer. It feels just warm enough. It feels like we're in a a rare period, Fiona, you with with plenty of experience of this city, where people are happily in shirt sleeves but not needing to wear their bandanas yet.
4: Yes, exactly. I think you've (laughs) absolutely nailed it there. It's this amazing moment where the temperature goes up. So we were at, you know, we're well into the mid-20s. Actually, it was over 30 last week, but never mind that. But minus (laughs) the mosquitoes for now. Okay. And um, I was at the massive monstrous Sanja Matsuri festival this weekend which is a really famous Tokyo festival it's one of the big 3 festivals
1: mm.
4: usually gets nearly 2 million people didn't quite get that this weekend but wow i mean if you ever wondered is Tokyo back it's back the streets were so crowded the guys were out carrying, yeah. and, and girls as well, I have to say, this time, there, everyone's carrying these portable shrines, and it was hot. So uh, yeah. that's why I have a slightly sunburnt nose
0: this morning. Suits you, Fiona Wilson.
3: But actually, Rob, in contrast, this beautiful first summer we have, I feel like it's a perfect English summer's day at this time of year in Tokyo. But I had a huge contrast last week because on Tuesday I climbed Fuji. Which was extraordinary because there were really unusual conditions. Mm. Um, It rained here in Tokyo, but on Fuji it fell as snow. So we were making fresh tracks right from the get go at the fifth station. Really deep snow, an extraordinary experience.
0: It looks amazing driving past. I've I've come back from a road trip down to the Ito Peninsula, which we talked about in the intro. And yes, seeing Fuji rising up, I mean, it was sweltering heat on Highway 135 from which you can see Fuji, and it looked like it had a fresh coating of snow. So I should have should have saluted you, as you, <laughs> as, you were, as you were climbing up the fifth station. Chloe and Fiona, thank you both very much. We'll be coming back to you throughout the programme. But first of all, on the line from Bangkok, we're joined by our editorial director and leading voice on Japan, Tyler Brulé. Um, Tyler, hello, welcome to The Concierge, and we're coming to you fairly live. I think you're in the back of a car in Bangkok, <laughs> Um, but this is exactly what makes the concierge a kind of wheels down venture. So tell us about your trip so far
5: and the vibe in Bangkok. Well, I think first, Rob, it's been this is my third trip to Bangkok in about two months. And it's just been amazing to watch the bounce back of the city. Of course, you have to understand this is an ASEAN capital, which maybe didn't experience quite the level of lockdown and restrictions that we saw elsewhere in Asia and elsewhere in the world. So I think it gave it a very, very good platform, of course, to be in the position that it's in today. So a city booming, Europeans are back. You certainly, there was a I was rather sort of squeezed by the number of Australians in the lift uh, <laughs> this morning, Rob. So you definitely get the sense that this is a city very much on the move and on a number of levels as well. I think one of the breathtaking things, and as you said, being in the back of the car, I just passed two quite remarkable developments right now. You have one Bangkok, which is really shaping up to be one of the biggest mixed-use developments in Southeast Asia, just beside Lumpini Park. Across the way, you have also have the, the reinvention of the very iconic Dusit Hotel as well, uh, which is going to be another project of scale. Mixed-use, resi, retail, and of course, the return of probably one of the yeah, the most famous hotels in Southeast Asia.
0: So you're getting the feeling, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a kind of strong retail vibe there as well. So you're getting the feeling that these sharp-elbowed Australians and others, of course, are going with a packed suitcase and a very large empty one for for shopping trips as well.
5: I think that's part of it. The other side, though, is I think a lot of people are coming to uh certainly whether they're coming from australia or they're coming from america or elsewhere not just to fill their suitcases rob it's also for inspiration as well because when you look at food retail in this country if you look at the evolution of the department store at a time when everyone talks about the death of the department store and certainly if if you're in north america a big conversation about the death of the mall it's absolutely the opposite here and it's not the opposite because you'd say oh this is a developing country and they're only just discovering malls of late? Absolutely not. This is really taking the notion of whether it's retail, whether it's you know in, in the form of a mall or department store, and completely flipping it on its head, reinventing it, reinvigorating it. I was at CM Paragon, you know, only the day before doing this interview, and it was just a swarm of teenage girls, uh, women in their early twenties, a few guys as well, there to see two. Thai celebrities, two guys, promoting a new compact powder, and it was just, you, you would have thought that it was a pop group on hand to have a concert, but this is purely to talk of the power of this cosmetics brand, and, and I, I've not sort of witnessed that of late anywhere else in the world.
0: I love that Thai welcome and that enthusiasm. We miss that. So next on your trip, I believe you're coming to Japan, Tyler. It's always great to get the lowdown from you on an arrival at Haneda. So I'd love you to give our listeners a sense of the moment for you when you touch down in Japan and it feels like a home from home. Is it the back of the car on the way from the airport? is it the first onsen experience what is it for you where you know that you are in in safe hands and in sort of the ultimate hospitable environment
5: well first of all I wish I was touching down at haneda but i fly swiss and switzerland does not have a bilateral agreement with japan so that means i'm landing at narita which is no bad thing of course it's a bit more of a hike to get to the park hyatt but i would say my welcome is as i pull up the ramp at the park hyatt a hotel i've been staying at for decades now and for me it's really coming through those sliding doors and being welcomed in arriving to my favorite room 4701 that's really the start of of something because i still have to say that you know japan still has to work out a few kinks when it comes to coming through immigration with something that wasn't ideal before the pandemic it's certainly been tricky throughout and still as you arrive as a non-resident or non-japanese it's still a bit clunky for a country which Of course, is a technology leader in so many ways, but it's also still a global leader in bureaucracy as well. That could be improved. So I'm feeling I'm in safer hands once I'm at the Park Hyatt.
0: I was under the firm impression that you had someone to do the form filling for you, Tyler, but I'm glad that you've let a little bit of daylight in upon magic there in the process. (laughs) Um, There is a lot of paper getting in and out of Japan. And just give us an idea also of, I'm sure there'll be a haircut involved and some yoshiku as well, which I know you love. Give us a couple of recommendations, perhaps on some Western-style Japanese food and where to get a rug rethink. (laughs)
5: <laughs> well, Rug Rethink tend to, uh, you know, there are a couple of options. My favorite is the joint around the corner from our office, and that is Ban the Barber, which is outstanding. Um, you know, when you mentioned sort of Yoshiko cuisine, that Japanese take on sort of classic Western dishes, for me, actually, we had a farewell dinner for a colleague recently, and there we ended up at the Okura a place which does an extraordinary job. My other recommendation to Rob would be another monocle classic. And that is Shiseido parlor in Ginza. So both of those I think would certainly fill the bill.
0: You're setting a wonderful scene. This sounds like a a trip that I'm sure our listeners will want to go on with you, Tyler. And just finally, while we have you on the line, we're in the business of handing out recommendations on this programme, obviously. You spent so many sort of work and pleasure trips in and out of Tokyo. But what about a trip that's maybe a day away that is something that some of our listeners who might be travelling on business, for example, might want to take you up on the offer of?
5: I would recommend a little day jaunt up to Kurizawa. To me that is just a really sort of magic little journey up into the Japanese Alps or Japanese Alpine region, a bit of fresh air. Particularly as we move towards the summer season, Rob, as well, if you want to sort of cool off, have a little bit of an escape from the big city and that big city being Tokyo, that would be my recommendation for, yeah, a, yeah, a little bit of a cooling experience and, and maybe even throwing in an overnight if you want as well.
0: Beautiful. Well, Tyler, thank you so much for your wit and wisdom on the line from Bangkok, but mostly all about Japan. Um, That was Tyler Brulé. And now to our very own Little Black Book, the part of the programme where we look to our correspondents around the world to answer your questions. And those correspondents and editors are, of course, right here in the studio in Tokyo. So the desk is open for your questions. And first up for you, Fiona and Chloe, is Roger Applegate from Santa Fe in New Mexico, USA.
5: In April of 2024, my wife and I will be traveling to Kyushu, Japan, after a 10-day self-guided hike in Shikuku. We are in our 70s and love hot springs, rio cons, family restaurants, hiking, nature, and cultural experiences. We don't like expensive hotels, fancy, pricey food, and too many museums or temples. This is our second
4: trip
0: to Japan. Our first visit, we spent three weeks in Honshu. So what can you recommend? Chloe, where yes. are we going?
3: Yes, well, so I was lucky enough to go on a road trip with my family through Kyushu a couple of summers ago. And I have to say, if they can make it this far away, I would heartily recommend they make the mission to get to Yakushima, which is an island off Kyushu. It's full of beautiful cedar forests, ancient cedars. um, And they actually inspired Ghibli's Princess Mononoke uh, film. Also in these forests, And it was very rainy when we were there, actually, but it made it all the more special. And the moss in these forests is just extraordinary. And you see what's equally extraordinary, actually, is seeing the dedication with which people photograph the moss, the equipment they take up there and the time they're spending... It's a silent, meditative operation, but it's extraordinary to see it. And it really does tune your awareness to that level of detail. It's it's beautiful. Also, Yakushima is home to the most extraordinary onsen experience I think I've ever had, which is a tidal onsen. And you go there at sunset. And as the waves come in and the sun sets, the onsen water gets diluted by the waves. And it's a really communal experience. We were so warmly welcomed there.
0: Roger Applegate from Santa Fe. I hope he's uh, had his, uh, his, his, some things ticked off his list there. Very specific recommendations. Thanks a lot, Chloe. Next up, we're going to Australia. This is Jennifer Green in Melbourne.
4: My husband and I are going to Japan for two weeks in November to soak up the autumn colour and to celebrate our 20th wedding anniversary. We're looking for somewhere lovely to stay in Kyoto, more a boutique hotel than large hotel vibe, and would like some recommendations for special places to eat in Tokyo, Kyoto and around Mount Fuji. We're also looking for somewhere special to stay near Dachi Museum, and we'll have a car so we can travel further afield. This is our third trip to Japan, but the first without the kids, so we're
0: going all out. Fiona, do you want to help Jennifer Green from Melbourne?
4: I mean, that sounds like a great trip, number one. Um, yeah. <laughs> and where better than Kyoto to see uh, the autumn leaves? Mm. I mean, one thing I would say about Kyoto at the moment is it's very popular. Everyone wants to go there. So wherever you're staying, please set your alarm early. This is what I keep saying to people. I'm an early riser. No problem for me. But I do like to be at the temples. We're talking 6 a.m. And then you can go to any temple you like if you want to see these amazing gardens in Kyoto. And there are so many beautiful temple gardens, particularly gorgeous in the autumn You want to see them when they're empty. And honestly, once the uh, school kids are arriving, everyone else arrives. So that's my hot tip for Kyoto is get up early. Maybe no one will thank me for that. But um, (laughs) also you'll find when you go for dinner, people finish quite early in Kyoto. Now, in terms of hotels, Kyoto is quite expensive at the moment. So I don't know what, uh, you know, making no assumptions about budgets. I would say Shinmonzen, which I know um, later on, that's coming. I'd say that's a really wonderful smaller hotel. Tadeo Ando can't go wrong can you one of japan's greatest contemporary architects worked on that and it's you know that that's a great spot you're right in the middle of kyoto but it's a little oasis it is wonderful if you can see ryoanji most famous zen garden i suppose in the world great but if you don't see it don't worry many other choices so i always say to people don't get too hung up on the greatest hits because kyoto is about walk around the streets and just absorb everything around you
0: I love that. That's such a good tip because you're absolutely right. Many, many photographs exist of these places, which might be similar to the ones you take um, as well, right? I mean, that's a general, that's a general tip for this programme generally. But I think for Kyoto, as you say, it's super busy. I was lucky enough to go last October when you still had to get a visa as an overseas visitor. And I was in the last week of visa visitors. And so it was super quiet there and it was I felt very lucky actually to be. Yeah, it felt like you were sort of walking on hallowed turf for, for the quietness as well. Also, Jennifer, I'd go shopping at R45 for some wonderful clothes. Not sure if that's your vibe, but put it put it in your Google Maps. Um, Claire, have you got any uh, any Kyoto? Vibes
3: well, I mean, as Fiona said, this is an extraordinary trip and taking in so much, and sadly we can't cover everything. But Jennifer did also ask about a special place to eat in Tokyo, and my current top tip would be a beautiful place in Meguro called Kabi beautiful paired back concrete counter. Sit at the counter, watch the kitchen staff operate smoothly, silently to produce these beautiful seasonal menu for you.
0: Jennifer from Melbourne, I hope we've answered your travel queries there for specifically Kyoto, I think we focused on. Chloe and Fiona, thank you so much for your wisdom. And if you have a question for the concierge, do write to us. Send your questions to concierge at monocle.com. And now we head back to Shirahama Beach, an 800-metre-long stretch just outside Shimoda on the Izu Peninsula. From Tokyo, that's a couple of hours by train, or a very beautiful drive that will take you about three and a half hours. Although, of course, you will want to stop and eat a lot and take pictures a lot. Shirahama Beach is on Honshu, at least that rather rare thing, a white sand beach. That and its turquoise waters make it a popular weekending spot. But it's the waves that make it a perfect destination for surfing. I loaded up my very own VW camper van, well, Nissan Serena, and headed off from Odawara to Shimoda to drive that surf highway and meet some very chill Japanese surf dudes along the way. taken, uh, gone from mountains to sea, to the much promised white sand beach of Shirahama. That's next to the town of Shimoda which we've been promised is surfing country. And I think even from this, this parking lot high up on a cliff face looking down over the sea you can see the white sandy beach and possibly the heads of some wet suited braves amongst the waves on Shirahama Beach. So we've driven down the road through Shimoda to Tadado Beach where the surf is up and the surfers are out. I'm going to ask these three young gentlemen to introduce themselves. <laughs>
6: えっと、この夏から畳戸 27 he's
1: 27 years old and he's been coming to Shirahama Beach and Tadado Beach and is thinking about moving here.
0: Yeah, it looks, it looks like the kind
1: of place, right? And he's from
0: Tokyo. 元々どこ
1: lives in Tokyo, the um, Yoyogi
0: area. Sir, so, what about you? Oh. You look like you were born on the beach. Born on
1: the
6: beach? <laughs> in, a <good> <laughs> <way>. <laughs> 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 in a good way. <laughs> 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 ah, yeah. Actually, I was born in the In I was in the mountains and in the snowboard. In summer, I'm surfing. In my life, So he's, he's
1: born in the mountains, and he spends his winter time in the mountains, and in the summer, surfing.
0: I thought you had the right idea. I thought you looked very cool. I like it. Born on a board. I like
6: it. <laughs> and what about you? Soraです。Surfingが好きで、3年ぐらい前から
1: So he's moved to Shimoda three years ago and spends his summer time working here and is looking around, other beaches and getting to know the area.
0: And what makes for kind of a perfect day surfing? Is it getting up early? Is it having an amazing breakfast? Is it getting in the water? Is it just hanging out with each other? Because these three guys have been friends for a long time. So what makes the kind of perfect surfing day?
1: パーフェクト planning from the day before so you kind of know when the waves are going to be and then planning that day is sort of from the day before is, is sort of yeah the dream
0: if you uh, live in yoyogi in Tokyo how long how do you get down here do you have to spend a few days or is it do you just have to get up very early how does it work for you
1: you <laughs>
6: なんか
1: So kind of midnight is the sort of the hour, kind of getting in the car at midnight, there's no cars on the road, so getting here super early and sort of having your first wave with the sunrise and then spend the day, have a nap, have another sort of surf and then, then head back home.
0: We've seen there's a festival going on, I think tomorrow, which is American Japanese sort of festival. So there's a lot of maybe American faces around, but generally Japanese surf culture seems very Japanese. Does it feel like that? Does it have a special, does it have a different quality when you read surf magazines that are American? Does it feel different to say American or Hawaiian surf
1: culture? <laughs>
6: なんて かなその、I think
1: most Japanese like people who are into surfing kind of like that sort of American sort of surf vibe But in Japan, there aren't that many places to surf. And so people who do surf, they're always kind of going to similar spots. So You get to know the familiar faces, and then you get to know people. And surfing brings people together.
0: Just like the Monocle team, Allianz Partners is committed to helping you build exceptional experiences. Allianz Partners' reputation for excellence and the continuous drive to innovate means the business is uniquely equipped to accompany its partners and customers with their ever-changing travel needs. So get out there and visit the places, enjoy the experiences and meet the people changing the world of hospitality for the better. Allianz Partners. Get the most out of your experience with peace of mind. You are tuned in to The Concierge on Monocle Radio, and this is our Japanese special. To Kyoto now to visit a new addition to the hotel scene, the Shinmonzen, a luxury boutique hotel designed by one of the world's most celebrated contemporary architects, Tadao Ando. After 10 years in the making, it's been crafted and designed for the modern international traveler, drawing on inspiration from a traditional Japanese inn, a ryokan. The British writer and editor Danielle Dimitriu popped over to meet Katrina Oi, general manager at the Shinmonzen.
7: This time last year you had only just officially opened. Was it the beginning of April that you officially opened? Correct. I understand you opened very briefly for two nights in April 2020 mm. and then you're obviously forced like many hotels to close and then reopened again with a soft opening in December 2021, and then officially opened April 2022. So what was that like, that whole process? And what was it like opening kind of mid-pandemic?
2: The whole process to us was, it's actually a good timing when we started to open. The reason is We have to restart the project again, the partial construction that was pending in addition to just setting up everything from scratch. So it really gave us the time to not only prepare the hardware of the hotel, but also the heart, which is the recruitment to build a team in addition to reach out to the community. And then we were fortunate enough because they have dedicated some time for us. Maybe because it's also pandemic, so they really had that time to give us and then to get to know each other and how to work together. So it was a really good timing for us. In addition, it was also good that we were able to open the doors to the locals first. And we had guests from not only Kyoto, but also coming from different parts of Japan. It was a really good start, actually. You've just
7: opened one of the final pieces in the jigsaw puzzle here, which is your beautiful new restaurant by Jean-Georges. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about the new restaurant space?
2: Yeah, so Jean-Georges at the Shimon it just opened on the 15th of March. It's Chef Jean-Georges' second restaurant in Japan. He's 67th restaurant globally. It's a beautiful space, intimate space of 36 covers. And uh, we feature jean George cuisine, showcasing local and seasonal ingredients of Kyoto and Japan. The space is designed by Miss Stephanie Goto, so she's an architect and also designer based in New York. She previously worked with Mr. Tadao Ando, which is the world-renowned architect who we're lucky enough to work with the hotel. So she designed the space very much inspired by nature and then also Kyoto in general. Can you just share a little bit about the atmosphere of the Shinmonzen
7: and what guests or visitors could expect when they come and visit?
2: So the Shinmonzen, so we are a hidden gem of Kyoto. We're located on the street of the artist. We are surrounded by art galleries and also antique shops, which made us, inspired of creating what we have. So the exterior design of the hotel actually Mr. Ando's inspiration is to really respect the community and then respect Kyoto. So therefore when you see the exterior for the first time you would have no idea that it's a hotel because there's no signage. It's just a Noran with an S. Unless you know it's the Shimon you would have no you would not have a clue it's a hotel. We are very much lucky to be right next to Shirakawa River. So even though we're in the middle of Kyoto, we're in the city center, pretty much in the Gion area, you feel this tranquility and serenity because we're right next to the river. And inside the Shimonzen, from the outside, you will feel you're in a traditional architecture. But when you walk into the Shimonzen the whole way, then you will feel you're now walking into a different world. I
7: feel like Kyoto, like a number of places around the world, has undergone something of a kind of creative renaissance during the pandemic. There's a lot happening here in terms of young creatives, both here and people moving here. And can you feel that in terms of the people who are coming and staying here at the Shinwan
2: Yes, I totally, totally can feel it, especially because we are very much rooted in arts. We also attract guests who appreciate arts like we do. And um, what they will discover here in Kyoto is something actually they did not expect from contemporary arts to antiques shopping to just learning the crafts culture of Kyoto in general is something I think they did not expect how deep it is. So being here and then witnessing young artists as well as, established artists in kyoto it's a dream really for guests who appreciate this art culture
7: in terms of what guests have to look forward to at the shin moving forward mm-hmm. can you share a little bit about what your plans are
2: plans for the shin of course our goal is always to elevate the experience that we offer something that you could not find in another accommodation we would like you experience here. And then in addition to the opening of the restaurant this year, we will also open a patisserie soon, designed by Mr. Ogata. Yes, Shinichiro
7: Ogata from Simplicity.
2: Yes, correct, 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 which is very, very exciting. So we'll keep you posted.
0: Daniel Dimitri there speaking to Katrina Oi, General Manager at the Shinmon Zen. And that is all for today's Japan special of the Concierge from Tokyo. Massive thanks to our panel, Fiona Wilson and Chloe Potter. Our producer was Tom Webb and our research was Monica Lillis. Our studio manager, Jack Jewers. If you have a question for the Concierge, drop us an email on conciergeatmonocle.com. Join us next time when, amongst other gems, we'll be attending the Specialty Coffee Expo in Portland, Oregon floats your boat if you're not caffeinated enough i've been robert bounds thank you very much for tuning in and happy travels